0: And now, for a podcast 20 years in the making Shit, them boys is having the time of their lives <laughs> It will be in your head For the next hour radio, sports History just pure Randomness
1: Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about
0: nothing With your host Bobby Nelson,
1: a team that is known as the Bears. The Bears. The Bulls, The,
2: Bulls, the, Bulls, the Bulls. And Mike Chick. That guy's pretty good, if, if you like 6'5", 230 pound quarterbacks, laser, rocket arm. You
0: Are you ready for Welcome to
2: the Dog we are back to Welcome to the Dog Town. From a short hiatus. Um, Unfortunately, our last podcast had kind of crappy sound. Hopefully it's better today. Um, I am your host, as always, the dog, Robbie Nelson. Featuring my main man, Mike Kitt, in the co-host role. Say what's up, Mike. How's it going? And we are back to do... uh, pre uh, kind of Christmas episode since this is the holidays and it's uh, I mean we're both kind of busy during this time and we just wanted to get sneak one in here before it uh, gets too busy and I'm off to San Antonio for you know the bowl game so I'll be on then. Let's go well, state. but well, hopefully which I, uh, I'll i talk, talk about at the end of this podcast too kind of I think some of the things we have planned coming up in the new year and hopefully be back to pound these out for. All of our faithful followers. So yeah, hopefully we get all the uh, technical issues taken care of. <laughs> yeah, that too. But uh, so yeah, we are back. Um, in our last episode, um, not only did we talk about mascots, but we also talked about Mike and I being in a pickleball league. We just had our season end-ending uh, tournament. Our
1: disappointment, you mean? <laughs> we did not win. To put it lightly, um, it happens when you're a competitive. Competitive pickleball league. Yeah, so
2: for you people that didn't listen last week, we uh, Mike signed us up for a competitive pickleball league, thinking that we could hang. We definitely can't. No, yep. um, we did. I, I feel like improve on some of our aspects of the game as the season went on. However, we can't beat these guys. These guys are so intense. They are incredible at the game. We are not. But I I think we understand it better and. We were proud to announce that uh, we're
1: going to be joining the Social uh, Pickleball League uh, going forward for this next round. Now, do you think we could throw a pass better than all these guys? Yes. Yes. But these guys are amazing at uh, pickleball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they're incredible players.
2: Uh, the team that won it all basically didn't allow any
1: points all, all year. So we, we, I think we scored three points against them the whole year, and two were given to us. Yeah.
2: We did score one legit
1: point. The last time we played in which was pretty incredible. It made us
2: feel pretty good about ourselves. So. Some way. <laughs> so, um, anyway, like I was saying before, this is a Christmas-themed uh, podcast. I, I wanted to talk about today about um, Christmas movies and our likes, dislikes. But before we get started, what I wanted to say was, wh- what do we define as a Christmas movie, Mike? So, for
1: you, what do you define... Specifically, as a Christmas movie, to me, defining a Christmas movie would have to be the basis of the movie has to revolve around some kind of Christmas theme, like the okay. ho- or the holidays themselves in general. Okay, so it just can't be it can't be based off of a movie that took place during Christmas time. So you are against saying that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. That is
2: correct. But it does take place during Christmas.
1: Just because they're at a Christmas
2: party. <laughs> and then the, the, But it's the,
1: Christmas. Yeah, during that time. All right, so
2: Office Christmas
1: Party. is during. It's a party during Christmas. Is that not a Christmas movie? But it's cel- the, it's celebrating the Christmas. Like The movie's about the party itself. Whereas Die Hard's not about the party. It's just about people getting hijacked during the Christmas party. I think there's going to be a lot of people that disagree with you. I don't think so. I think it's the other way around. There's all right, more- all right.
2: Okay, fair enough. However, what about movies like the Home Alone series? It's not technically about Christmas. It's about being left home alone. It just happens to be during Christmas holiday.
1: But he's still everything. (laughs) You're going to get me in a circle. I know. That's... That's the but, whole point of this conversation. But he still goes to like church. He still, you know, visits Santa Claus. He puts still up the Christmas tree. Puts up the tree itself. Yeah, exactly. He still has each of those different items that constitute. Just be, I don't even know if you see any red or green at all during the the movie Die Hard itself. Like I know they are having a Christmas party at work, but I don't even know if there's any like. <laughs> no, you there know, really isn't. Like a I just like that Yeah. No, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Plus it's a great movie so that's why I like to bring it up. Yes, but Die Hard 2 or Die Hard uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance is definitely a better movie than that. Samuel what? Samuel L. Jackson I'm, We're getting off a of Christmas movie. No, 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 no. Samuel we're... L. Jackson is ten times better in the movie with uh, Bruce Willis in that movie. So that's what the Die Hard with a Vengeance is great. Okay. It's what, way better no. than The Die Hard. Oh my God. Alright. Figure it out, Rob.
0: Hans
1: Gruber? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's fine. But his brother was in Die Hard with a Vengeance when he comes <laughs> back to... It's around New York, too. Yeah, okay. But
2: well, we're going to have a different Die Hard conversation at some point. Yeah. Because I... Because you know I'm right. I yeah. really disagree with that.
1: But that's that's not the time or place for this stuff. So. I, I can okay. argue... I could argue the third movie of a lot of movies are always better than this the, the last one. Whoa, the, whoa, whoa. Actually, the fourth one of Rocky. So Rocky we, four was way better than Rocky wait, one. So...
2: Yeah, we're getting sidetracked. So... You would say Back to the Future Part Three no, is that's, the best
1: one. That you just said. i would just say in general. The, in the, general, the, 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 a lot of the a lot of the sequels are better than the first one for some of those classic movies. Except for Back to the Future, and yeah. Rocky, Back to the Future is two. Back to the Future, the better ones too. Mm. He goes back in. He goes forward in time to then go back in back in time. And then to see himself, it's just a weird right, No, no, no. We, we, we have to get off this. Okay. This is not time or place. It's the we will process. talk about
2: that at a different time. Not today. Okay. Oh, Rob. All right. So, according to Mike, all, all of you diehard fans, that is not a Christmas movie. Because it just happens to be during Christmas. It's not about Christmas. But Home Alone is because there's Christmas elements in the movie. Exactly. So, write that down.
1: Okay. What's your definition of Christmas
2: I would say anything that happens during the holidays. So, like, you would consider Die Hard to be a Christmas movie? Absolutely. There's Christmas elements in it. Granted, it's not about Christmas.
1: What, like, I feel like I haven't seen it recently, probably enough to know, but what other Christmas elements are in it, besides them being a Christmas party? (laughs) No,
2: that's about it. But I just love the movie, so I want an excuse to watch it during the holidays. I I can watch it any (laughs) time of the year. No, but it's funner to do it during during, uh, Christmas time.
1: It is, especially when I, it's not me. And my favorite diehard, so that's my one. problem. Is yeah. it's, probably, it does, if that, it's your favorite diehard. You probably want to watch it during the holidays. But since I would rather watch Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce you, Willis, that's ten times. That. You would probably pick Let, *Lethal Weapon* four too over the other ones. Is that the most recent one with like yeah, with Jet Li? And, yeah. Oh yeah, that's the garbage one. with Dan uh, uh, <laughs> with uh, Joe Pesci as the yeah. the. Private Eye, yeah, terrible. Better movie, <laughs> newer movie. All right, we gotta get off this. I'm just gonna get mad. So You're get mad. <laughs> I don't want flip, to get... flip over the table. I
2: no. We we had to set this all up. I don't want to flip mm-hmm. over the table. I think it'd be great for the <clears> the uh, yeah. listen, listeners to hear just the table. <laughs> no, you haven't made me that mad. Oh. Not today. Different time for sure. So, <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into our Christmas movie, uh, topic here. So. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about our favorite Christmas movie as an adult. What was our favorite one as a kid? And then we're going to mention any other ones we have, whether it's good or bad. So we're not going to do our usual you know, top five. I just thought this would be better. That way we have more time to talk about the movies themselves. So, So, Mike, with that being said, what is your favorite movie to watch during Christmas as an adult?
1: As an adult. Um, Um... this is this is easily going to be a classic. I don't know if it's yours or not. Um, it's on all the time. AMC shows it. You know, Freeform shows it. Um, I think back in the day, I saw it on like NBC. Um, it's easily Christmas vacation with Chevy Chase. I figured you're going to go that way. Yes. Uh, ultimately, it's it's. I mean, it's PG-13, so it's pretty nonchalant um, for most people, I guess. But. Just the aspects of, you know, involved around him, trying to get his whole family to celebrate Christmas under the roof. Cousin Eddie shows up. Um, easily, easily probably my favorite adult adult movie at that time. Now, it has some of the greatest one-liners, you know, everyone, like Clark's standing there looking at the, the woman's panty line in the store, and, and Russ walks up, he goes, yeah, I can't see the panty line, can you, Russ? He goes, nope. And then just realizes his son standing there looking at. Him. <laughs> um some of just what his uncle says, you know, the, the aunt says, you yeah. know, is Rusty still it's in on the navy? navy. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's got the classic one-liners that are so great for you know, re-quoting. Absolutely. Um
2: so I I did have that written down, but it's not my absolute favorite. Yeah. But yeah, cousin Eddie steals the show. Ooh, ooh, ooh. let's go find your sister
1: yep. and um, when when the, just, aunt, when the aunt wraps up the cat as a present <laughs> and yes. they're like shaking it and, like, yeah. the cat's in the box and like let it out yeah And, and why'd uh, she, why she give her up a cat well, they don't have much money so they just give things from around the house but her cat <laughs> oh that's great
2: and they're uh, pride and joy yeah. Uh he's just hawking on a bone yeah. roll over and let me scratch his belly that's alright <laughs> I feel like the most underrated part of that movie is when they're at whatever, it's like Walmart or whatever, and Cousin Eddie's with uh, Clark, and they're talking about Christmas, and uh, you you tell the best line from that, uh, when, <clears throat> oh god, what does he say, he, uh, he's talking about selling his camper, or the, he sold his house for the motorhome, you know what I'm talking about? I'm coming off the top of my head. Yeah, Jeff and I just talked about it this this past weekend and I forgot how funny that part is. So. I mean, I also enjoy him just throwing on like 14 bags
1: of Old Roy for yep. his dog. And, then, and, and he, he <laughs> just gets more and more dog food. And he can yep. talk about affording Christmas <laughs> Christmas presents for his family, but yeah, he's got 16 bags of dog food on it's top like, of his part. It's like the economy bags that are just enormous. The cheapest
2: dog food ever. Old Roy. <laughs> Old Roy. <laughs> um, and uh, greasing up
1: the the saucer to go sledding and it just takes off or or towards the end when he's like merry christmas or when he's uh dumping the sewage like merry christmas shitter's full and, and that's a great one featuring one of our favorite ladies of all time
2: yep. as the neighbor yep uh lane from seinfeld yeah uh, Who, uh julia uh, lewis, lewis Travis, Travis yeah yep. and uh when he turns on all the lights and they get blinded and fall down and stuff yeah they have to throw up the nuclear auxiliary <laughs> switch to make sure they can keep the power, oh, going. No, power going. Oh man! Uh, no, it's great. And, you know, Cousin Eddie uh, even does what he feels like is a great gesture by kidnapping uh, Clark's boss to since he didn't get a Christmas bonus. And because they got the Jelly of the Month Club, yep. you know, the gift that keeps on giving. Clark is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs>
1: it's like, thanks, Eddie.
2: So... You know, they end the movie with Clark probably going to jail. However, the the boss realizes that him not giving the Christmas bonus was, you know, cheap. And they're able to talk him out of it. But they all freeze. And uh, uh, I can't think of her name. His wife uh, has her hand right on his junk. jump. Freeze. <laughs> and then she shakes the hand. It just makes
1: me think of, like... Uh the part when the squirrel's in the house because he, he has to cut down the tree, tree from yeah. his yard because yeah. of his, his uncle burning the other one down to just the, the insanity that in, uh, ensues at that point. Um I also love the fact of, too, is like uh, when she's walking in the house, she goes, Clark, is your house on fire, Clark? <laughs> the, old, the old aunt. Because uh, he has so many Christmas lights out there. Oh, yeah. Just perfect one-liners from that movie. And uh, Uncle Owen...
2: Is in the living room when everything catches fire and the cat gets blown out. Because he's the one that starts the fire. Because
1: he has a cigar. And he just sits there and it's... And it's all because of uh, Uncle Eddie's dog keeps drinking the water and drying the tree out. Yeah. Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie. Sorry.
2: Blame it on him. Yep. And finally, my my last comment on that movie is when he finally gets the lights turned on and everybody's standing out there. His parents are out there. Her parents are out there. And they're all... You know, hugging, and all of a sudden, cousin Eddie just shows up and puts his
1: arm around Clark. He's like, "Oh, it sure is a beaut, Clark." Yeah. And it takes him a while to figure out it's cousin Eddie. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then his dad's out there, and he goes, "It looks like he goes, it looks great, Clark." He goes, "Thanks, Dad. I learned all my exterior illuminations from you." Me. It's like <laughs> putting up Christmas lights, exterior yeah. illumination. Ah. So, just a quick sidebar. I,
2: I know your love of the vacation movie. Vegas Vacation. Would you put this over Vegas Vacation? Yes. Easily, this is my favorite va- uh, vacation movie. Okay. Then followed up by Vegas Vacation. You love Vegas Vacation. I was just curious. I, I wasn't
1: sure. So. Yeah, give me some of the yellow. <laughs> Guessing the numbers behind his uh, back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is my kind of place. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors.
2: <laughs> um. All right. Well, I like that, Mike. I, I think Christmas Vacation is an absolute classic, obviously. Okay. um, Everybody loves it. Eddie's an all time character, and that's peak cousin Eddie in that movie. Whether it's dumping the sewage into the, the storm drain, or his outfit uh, for the Christmas dinner, or him actually kidnapping a boss and thinking that's a good idea, him trading their house for a motorhome because he thinks that's a good idea. Yep. Just classic. And all right, I've, <laughs> I forgot, I know, I know I'm know. i breaking my rules. One more is when Clark's downstairs and he's daydreaming about the chick in the pool. And then the little girl girl shows up. I always crack up at that point. Are you Santa
1: Claus, Uncle Clark?
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So with that being said, Mike, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. What is your favorite one? You know. Die Hard? No. No. Actual Christmas movie. Jingle All the Way? You know it. That's My my boy, Arnold. So, let's, let's set the stage here. Not only does it feature Arnold, peak comedic Arnold, it features Phil Hardman, R.I.P., in the great neighbor role. One of his last movies, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because this came out in 96. And I think he got murdered in 98. Yep. Which is too bad, because I was a big fan of the Simpsons characters. Also, our boy, Sinbad, in the villain role. As the other dad. As the other dad chasing down the toy. So, what I forgot about this until I rewatched this recently, because I have it on DVD, of course I do, is that Arnold's job that he works day and night, he's a mattress salesman. S- yep. Which is asinine, right? Is that something you want to create, change your sh- career to, <laughs> mattress salesman? I, I doubt that they make as much money as they make Arnold seem that he does. So. Hey, he's selling a lot of mattresses. <laughs>
1: He's doing it all through phone, though, isn't he? Like, selling it to... Yeah. He might be doing it wholesaler, maybe. So, he
2: spends the whole movie, um, because he forgot to buy this Turbo Man doll um, that his his son really wants. Which is something I would have wanted as a kid, because I'm a big superhero guy. And uh, his wife uh, reminded him, like, two or three weeks before the movie's set, and he forgot. So, he tries to go out. You know, one of the last nights before Christmas. It Tip- might have been Christmas Eve. Typical sure. unattentive dad. Yes, during that and, time. Of Christmas. Yes. <laughs> and hilarious, uh, hilariousness ensues as he goes to the toy store, tries to uh, tackle old ladies to get these the last doll that's available and all that. So he, uh, at this time, is when he meets Simba's character, who is a mailman who also forgot to buy this doll for his kid. So they kind of have this rivalry going. They. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how about how asinine this part is, but this is why I love this movie so much because it's just so <laughs> over the top, like cheesy and funny. Is that he goes to the Santa workshop that's like making fake toys and stuff, yes. or it's knockoffs? Like he's are trying right. to buy one, and they're like,
1: and then they <laughs> it's, basically
2: it's all knockoffs. It's all it knockoffs, and, and the guys like smoking cigarettes. And anyway, the the and cops show
1: up, and isn't that uh,
2: John Belushi is the
1: the guy that's trying? Well, to not John,
2: his brother oh, Jim. 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 Yeah, yes, yeah sorry. it's Jim Belushi. And uh, the cops come. The only reason he gets out of it is that he finds a fake uh, ID and pretends to be an undercover cop. He uses a toy badge. Toy badge, a yes. Toy badge. Yeah, that's why man. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so he ends up at a diner with our boy Sinbad. They start drinking uh, whiskey out of Sinbad's flask at this diner. And then they hear there's a contest on the local radio station. If you can name all the reindeer. And... <laughs> they both they're like a couple blocks away from this place to do it because they try to call in, it doesn't work because they fight and whatever. And when <laughs> Arnold's running in, he's just trying to say it and he's in this Arnold's voice. Donald Blitzen, uh, uh, you know, and <laughs> So they end up getting up there and Sinbad pretends to have a, a bomb, a bomb in one of his packages because he's still carrying around his mail. Worst mailman of the year, by the way. Yeah, not working. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so arnold fails there and he tries to call home because he's gonna tell the wife that he didn't get it but he talks to jamie and then he yells at him for no reason <laughs> and so all i know to say is jamie's a little bitch in this movie oh, I, hardcore I, I hate jamie hardcore but yeah. we're, we're getting there okay because i just rewatched this recently and i was just like oh my god we have to talk about this stuff. So, uh, he ends up at home, and Phil Hartman's his neighbor, who's a recent divorcee,
1: who is like over the top, like dad, the per the perfect dad. Yeah, under under everything. Under everything. I just love it because like he's trying to get with Arnold's wife the entire movie. Yep. And all the women in the neighborhood are just trying to feed him food because they're all single. Besides that, but he just wants Arnold's wife. Yeah. And it's just
2: and she's so not much. even that hot. I don't get it at all. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he had already gotten. He told Arnold that he already gotten the toy for his son. So Arnold decides that he's going to go into the house and steal it. And he ends up uh, going to the house. And there's a reindeer because Phil Hartman he bought him a pet, right? his son pet, pet reindeer, reindeer for the year. Yeah. So the reindeer gets in the house, messes everything up. And then Arnold's stuck holding the doll and gets caught. And his wife is really disappointed. Jamie's really disappointed. They're supposed to go to this uh, Christmas parade. So, uh, Arnold feeds the reindeer that he gets in the fight with. Beer. Beer. And they bond over that, which I love. They bond over a beer, I guess. Yep. Also, I forgot to mention, which is important for the last act of this movie, is the police officer that Arnold has a rivalry with throughout the movie because... Uh, oh, he, he he got in trouble for speeding in front of him. Speeding in front of him. He, he spills coffee on him. No, that's later. I'm sorry. He uh, backs over his his, uh, his Harley. His, his Harley, his, yeah. His, his uh, police Harley. So he just keeps messing with this guy. Yep. And uh, so anyway, they go to the parade. And an underrated part of this movie is uh, Phil Hartman drives the same van I had in high school, Dodge Caravan with wood paneling. Shout out to Nelly because he drove it too. And he pulls up, the kids get out, and then he tries to make his move on Mrs. Arnold. Yep. Uh, I can't remember her name. doesn't matter. <laughs> and it's so cheesy. And he, he has non-alcoholic eggnog that he's trying to swindle her with.
1: Speaking of that, have you ever actually had eggnog? I have. The real eggnog, though? Yeah, with whiskey in it? Well, no, with, like, actually egg yolks and... Yeah, but, yeah, okay. booze in it, too. Well, I've never tried it. I, didn't... I just wondered
2: if he knew what yeah. it was. Mike, I don't think you're going to like that. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> you don't even like eggs. Really. I I'm just so, pointing out a fact. So, anyway, she hits him over the head with the, the eggnog thingy. And the parade starts. And uh, Arnold is still trying to figure out this uh, situation with the doll. He tries to show up. And the cop chases him. And he ends up in. the the room that has Turbo Man who's going to be in this parade and then the guy got in an accident so Arnold gets dressed up and becomes becomes Turbo Man Booker from Revenge of the Nerds is the sidekick uh, pink thingy
1: you actually see his face in the entire movie yep
2: that's the only time is when they're going up and he has his thing off and he's smoking a cigarette is that
1: right and he's like
2: hey pay attention yeah so so anyway he ends up as Turbo Man so, I know I'm kind of dragging this out, but uh, he's holding the doll, and he's super excited, but he's dressed up as Turbo Man. Jamie and his fat friend, who is uh, Phil Hartman's kid, uh, he gets to hand out a doll, so he points at Jamie. Jamie comes on, and he's like, Jamie, how do you know my name? Or the little kid's like, how do you know my name? Turbo Man knows my name. Name, yeah. And then the little putty guys come out. And uh fight Turbo Man and then Sinbad shows up out of nowhere with uh, dressed up as Dementor, Dementor, who's who's the the evil henchman or evil archenemy of Turbo Man, steals the doll, and then uh, Jamie steals it from uh, Dementor and takes off and D- and Sinbad falls in and uh, Arnold has to like fight off these little dudes because it's part of the show. Yep. And the people that are uh doing the the play by, not play by play announcing the parade, the parade they're yeah. so cheesy oh my god they're like yep. use your uh... <laughs> use your use your turbo, <laughs> wings, turbo use man. Man. yeah that's so bad so anyway uh, same man chases Jamie they get into a bind and the most asinine part of this whole movie is they actually has a rocket like he's like the rocketeer and he can fly around basically a rocket man <laughs> No training. And he flies around. He saves Jamie. He, well, he messes up. But he goes through, like, a whole building and stuff. Like, it's just so asinine. But yeah. <laughs> Sinbad uh, falls into a dump truck. And
0: uh, Arnold, as Turbo Man, saves his deck. And uh, Jamie
1: gives the doll to Sinbad. Because he feels bad. Because he, he has Turbo Man yeah. as a father and so cheesy because Jamie's a little bitch <laughs> yeah. sorry, kids liked, getting already I'm sorry like that movie I hate Jamie I know you hate Jamie so much so anyway
2: the wife realizes uh, after Arnold takes off his mask that he was a turbo man and then Phil Hartman with the most underrated part let's get the hell out of here because he's, he's so gonna get his a, yeah, he's yeah. gonna get his ass kicked so um and then the, the police guy that he's been messing with the whole time he's like we could use a guy like you in the force he's so good <laughs> so pumped to see him now. <laughs> so, anyway, I know it's cheesy, I know it's stupid, but I absolutely love that movie. I watch it all the time. I have it on DVD if anybody wants to borrow it. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's on enough it's on enough TV for people to try a DVR it. Okay. So, we're moving on to our favorite movie as a kid. kid. Yep. So, mine would probably happen to be like a trilogy at that point. Um, mine is going to be Home Alone. The, oh, yeah, the originals, uh, or the original is great. Now it is something that I, I actually had a Talk Boy growing up. The one they had in the second one, where you actually recorded stuff and could play it back. Oh yeah, that was, and slow stuff down. That's why he um, got left home alone, quote unquote, because he needed batteries. Exactly. So I had one of those Talk Boys growing up. So I loved, you know, being able to. Stuff and then play it back slow. It was just fun. Uh, but basically, you know, just to go off the synopsis of the original Home Alone, if you haven't seen it, uh, uh, Kevin McAllister gets left at home um, because basically the, the night before he's fighting with his family, um, you know, during the Christmas hazard, But Not but, to interrupt you, but I have
2: some follow up questions based on this movie that uh-oh. I knew you were going to pick
1: this, so I wanted to ask you. So, okay, keep going. So basically, uh, he gets sent upstairs to sleep the night uh, with uh, his cousin. Um, they end up waking up the next morning and no, he didn't sleep with his cousin. Oh, he was supposed to, right? He was supposed to, and then right. he slept in the yeah, he slept upstairs because uh, he didn't want to sleep with him because he wets the bed anyway. That's right. yeah, because he was supposed to sleep with him because he he was chugging all that Pepsi. Yeah, with the the pizza incident. Yep. So then at that point uh, he heads on uh, upstairs and the next morning. They are uh,
0: late for their flight and they completely forget him at home. So, you know, living in Chicago,
1: um, basically he, you know, thinks his family left him or he actually disappears for a while because he wished his family would disappear the night before. Um, so, you know, basically during that time, he uh, has to, you know, start living and, you know, getting groceries and just live the life, you know, as he's going. Um, and at that point, he uh, he... Ends up, these crooks come in, which would be uh, one of my favorite characters of all time, Marv. And uh, <laughs> Marv and, uh, I can't remember, the, what's the other guys? Who, Harry, character? Harry, yeah, yeah, Harry. Right. Harry and Marv. Yeah. Uh, just two great criminals that are... The Wet yeah, the, we, uh, the Wet Bandits trying to uh, rob the house. And ultimately it turns into um, Kevin defending the house. And I just love all the traps he sets up for you know these two guys to uh come in Mm -hmm. at that point so um it's just just it's all hilarious and i loved it as a kid growing up because i'm like i would love somebody breaking my house and throw out micro machines so people could uh, Mm -hmm. step on them and you know and set up little torches. yeah you would know how to do as a exactly as a 10 year old (laughs) 10 year old i wonder how many times he burned himself trying to set up (laughs) all those items yeah but you know and then he ends up saving you know saving the house from the crooks from stealing stuff um, and then he ultimately, uh, uh, his family reappears, and they celebrate Christmas. And he befriends the creepy old neighbor yeah, that, creep every, that everybody thinks see. is a serial killer, but he really isn't. He very could be. You don't know. know the rest of that movie. That, that is true. Maybe he actually was going to kill his family. Maybe it turns into be uh, Friday the 13th, later on. <laughs> All right. I love Home Alone too. Or, both of them, yeah. but Home
2: Alone as well, I'll, I'm even, I'll even watch three and
1: four the ones that don't have.
2: Oh my god, it's terrible! <laughs> well, Coley and or Bust? Um, so my follow up questions are Do you buy into the theory that the uncle who says, Look what he did, you little jerk? Uncle, uh, what's his face? I, don't know. I just noticed that. Yeah, uh, do you buy into the theory that he was in cahoots? To leave Kevin behind on purpose yes no and that's why um
1: I don't know I read, I read it on Reddit one day it was very fascinating I, I just think <laughs> the family was just in too big of a hurry and, and they thought he was with I just <sighs> I just love the fact of it how do you not realize like the kid is not with you the entire time like there's so many like if like the protocol was like in the second one when he accidentally runs into the lady with all the tickets yeah like all of a sudden they just go everywhere and they're like well just go on board yeah. you know it's just like that never would happen like yeah so, so Mike, much you have to remember
2: pre nine eleven. not that i want to get political with this you could pretty much do whatever you wanted It's uh, very true <laughs> actually uh you, you could bring out. on like nice
1: on knives on the airplane stuff like that so, so uh I once knew somebody that he was talking about when they first like he graduated like high school in like the early '90s. And this talk this just talks to you about how plane security was. Uh, the, the when they were first in high school, they were going to fly to like Chicago from Des Moines, and they didn't have like photo IDs. So he actually brought a yearbook with him to prove who he was, Shut up. and they actually got on the plane that way. So that just tells you how much difference flying now is compared to literally brought a yearbook onto the you know to the airport to show proof of photo ID. Yeah. So asinine.
2: Yeah. I (laughs) I love the movie too, but it's just kinda funny to think about these traps he set, like half that stuff would kill those guys. Yeah. And how a ten year old could figure out all this stuff. Like (laughs) Yeah, I I don't understand. And he never gets in trouble for stealing from when he sees the old guy at the store. And he runs away, and the guy, the cop chases him. Well, they tried to chase him, but they never found out who he was. Yeah, but, like, I doubt he was going very far. They probably, you know, even though it's Chicago, it's probably a suburb. Does he, Does he? they probably knew who he was to begin with, right? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. It just, (laughs) I, uh, Station and I watched it a couple weeks ago, and, uh, when we were putting up the Christmas tree, and I was just having all these questions go through my head. Like, this is so... I love this movie, but...
0: <laughs> and,
2: and that's what... Like, you, seriously, you, how, do you, how do you get onto a plane and then she doesn't realize it until
0: they're, like, over in the
2: Atlantic? Like, yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah. And I love how... It's Uncle Frank. That's his name. Yeah. Uncle Frank says, when she realizes that, she left Kevin.
1: Hey, I forgot my reading
2: glasses, so... Like, just comparing
1: same. it. It was all the same.
2: <laughs> oh, I forgot my reading glasses. And I love how he's trying to crush champagne. He's like, oh, is it free? Yeah. Okay. And then they, they're trying to like he, his he's trying to get his wife to steal like the Civil War and stuff. Oh yeah, it's a
1: cheap <laughs> cheapskate.
2: Yeah, that's I why think, I, I think Kevin even calls him out for being a cheapskate. Yeah, exactly. In the early part of the movie. So Buzz's girlfriend, Woof. Yep. <laughs> Buzz's girlfriend, Woof. Yeah. So oh, it's a it's a great series, and I I know I brought it up earlier, but I still consider it a Christmas movie just because you know there's parts of it that are about Christmas it's about like giving and family like you know in the movie when she's trying to get home to get back to Kevin um John Candy in an underrated role he's the 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 poker king of Chicago yep he uh says hey we'll give you a ride you know I want you to see your kid so just you know part of that I thought was always kind of cool so all right any other comments on uh, Home Alone? Nope. Okay. So, mine, of course, is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from back in the day with Kid's Doppelganger, Yukon Cornelius, whatever. <laughs>
1: so, this is all made up. <laughs> all lie. No, the
2: show. That show is not made up. It's very real. Well, Was this on you, CBS last you guys, weekend? You guys thinking of Yukon Cornelius? Yeah, mustache, love looking ax picks. Ax picks. How do we say that? Um. So I don't know if I've seen this movie within like the last 10 to 15 years. It's on my DVR and my thing. So if you want to watch it, you can come over. (laughs) I actually have some beef with this movie, uh, which I'm going to get to, but well, the great (coughs) claymation, you mean? Yeah. Claymation. So it's, uh, it was made in the sixties. And our narrator is a fat little snowman by the name of Sam. And he talks about how Rudolph came to be basically. So, Rudolph is born to, I believe, Donner out of the the reindeer crew. And uh, they realize he has this red nose and everybody's been out of shape about it. So they cover it up with like mud or it's like a cap. I'm not sure what it is. Meanwhile, our boy Hermie, the dentist, elf, is in the workshop. He hates doing that stuff, but he wants to be a dentist. So Rudolph grows up to be a fawn and as reindeer... As fawns, they have to
1: play reindeer games to uh, <laughs> to uh, hearing the synopsis <laughs> of this movie anymore. It's just like, man what what were they what were they doing back in those days? Oh, Whoa. this is a classic. Okay, but I'll, I'll
2: get go to ahead. I'll get to my beef with it. But anyway, so playing reindeer games, but this this hot dough rolled up by the name of Clarice that's all up in Rudolph's Grill. And he's still trying, Donner is very concerned about everybody finding out that Rudolph has this red nose, because apparently you can't have a red nose because it's weird. So, he still has it covered up, and he sounds like I do right now, like with a cold, or like, um, but anyway, Clarice thinks he's cute, so he basically blows it, and his, his thing pops off, and everybody sees it as a, it hits what <laughs> pops off, Rob? The, the thing on his nose. I know. Yeah, it's okay. You can take it. You can take it as you want. It just sounded real. Uh, fun. So <laughs> uh, his thing pops off, and everybody sees he has a red nose, and everybody freaks out. So Rudolph runs away, and he hooks up with our boy Hermie, who's also running away because he wants to be a dentist. And they <sighs> a dentist elf. <album>. This is
0: <laughs> I just
2: go ahead. Sorry, uh, Hermie's an all star in this movie, but okay, he's not the true all star. I'll, I'll get I'll, to that. I believe that. So. They end up going through some stuff and getting to the island of Misfit Choice, ruled by
1: mo- my boy, King Moonraker. And King Moonraker? Yeah. Is this okay. I, I, I hey, see, I haven't the seen this movie, the, Mike. I have not seen this movie, so I'm getting the synopsis from you. I, yeah. I, I should say I haven't seen it in a long, long time. Yeah. So I'm getting the synopsis from you, and if I want to rewatch it or not. And actually, it's looking very negative. Right? I, I think
2: I missed a part. I should have watched this before we talked about it. I think they meet Yukon before they go to the Island of Misfit Choice. Okay. So, and he's obsessed with the Bumble, a.k.a. the Bumble Snowman. And uh, then they go, yeah, I think then they go there. Hold on, let me read this, to make sure. So, anyway, they, they end up going to the Island of Misfit Toys, And they can stay the night, whatever. Rudolph decides to leave on his own. So he ends up, like, being gone for a while. And growing into, like, a young buck, so to speak. And the rest of them were together. So, like, these toys. Uh, her me hanging out with my boy Yukon. And uh, anyway, he ends up having to save them from the bomb snow Snowman. Because they're all trapped in this cave. So, his girl, Clarice, that was hitting on him earlier. His parents, Santa, who, we'll get to, into this, but Santa's incredibly mean to him. As well as the other reindeer. Um, Ended up saving him. Yeah, ended up saving him. And uh turns out, like, they have to go. So after that's all over, they're like, oh, Rudolph's back, blah, blah, blah. And then it's, you know, a blizzard. And we can't deliver toys tonight. And everybody's freaking out. And Santa asked Rudolph, hey, will you leave my sled tonight? With his, you know, bright-ass nose. And then he does. So... I loved it as a basically, kid. I was like, yeah,
1: Rudolph. Basically a lighthouse out front,
2: huh? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, Rudolph when I was a kid, but now I'm kinda of mad because Sam was an asshole to him the whole time. All yeah. the other reindeer were assholes just, to him. Especially eating. the nerd that was yelling at him he was like, Oh, you look at your nose, even though he was killing him in the reindeer games. Just uh just using him for his nose. Exactly. Yeah. The whole time. Screw Santa. I like Screw... I
1: like this movie now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> So you have to get uh, behind our boy Yukon because the the Bondless Snowman shows up later to the Santa's workshop to mess everybody up, and uh, he decides that they're they're boys now, and they wrestle and then they figure it out and then everybody's happy. So, so there
1: you have it. Great great, great synopsis. For that. <laughs> I love this movie. Okay, I, I literally it's probably been fifteen years since I've seen that movie. You need to watch it. I've probably watched it since high school you're missing out it's a christmas classic okay now with that do you have any any overrated christmas movies that you would say like you don't you don't like very well oh overrated yeah like in general mm-hmm. movies I don't, we don't want to talk too much about them but just like well i have one i like go me, ahead go ahead to me like the christmas story Oh. it's a good movie that's fighting words but it's it's overrated Fragile must be Italian are you kidding me Mike I mean it's good but it's it's people talk about like in being the best Christmas movie it's not the best well, Christmas movie I think the problem is that they
2: started doing the 24 hours thing yes so it takes the luster off of what it was yeah
1: because if they, they, they did no like like, at least Elf and stuff like that, they'll show through the entire Christmas time frame. But then, just because TBS does the one 24-hour the one full day of frickin' uh, Christmas story, Christmas story yeah. I think oversells it at that point. And you're, you're basically stuck with it. Plus, our, our good friend Neil Hytoff looks exactly
2: like Ralphie, which mm-hmm. I always love. He does. <laughs> uh, I guess that's fair enough. Like, I think... I mean, I, I love that movie, so... I don't think it's overrated, but I th- I, I get your point. That's just on a lot during that time, so it kind of throws it off. What's that one that Chris Williams likes that has Tim Allen? What's that one called? For- oh,
1: Christmas with the Cranks? Oh, it's terrible.
2: That, that movie, that, I won't say. As, that is the, you're literally saying the it's, worst one you're ever. You're saying it's
1: overrated? Overrated. No. It's terrible. Not overrated. Terrible. It's perfect. It's not a great movie. Perfect. Are you it's, kidding it's, me? It's like, it's like right there where it's like. What you expect and what you get, it's a good movie. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. We'll agree to disagree. What about, uh,
2: is it Four Christmases with your girl uh, Reese Witherspoon and Uh, uh, Vince Vaughn? Yeah, I've seen that. It's, it's, I don't know. It's okay. Yeah. It's kind of a chick flick movie, which I can get down with sometimes. (laughs) Another one I'm going to bring up, which you probably have never seen, which a lot of our listeners, I guarantee I've never seen. I didn't see it until this past year. Christmas Christmas shoes? Not Christmas shoes. So, my former boss, Jay Barker, what's up, Jay? Uh, Introduced us to this last year. It's Nestor, the long-eared Christmas donkey. And it's a claymation, just like Rudolph. And basically, it talks about how Nestor saved Jesus or Nestor saved uh, Mary and Joseph so Jesus could be born in Major in Bethlehem, and it is awesome. So, is it on like Netflix or I don't know? You need to watch it at some point because there is some epic parts of this. So, the narrator is none other other than Roger Miller, who also does the narration in the Christmas or not Christmas Robin Hood animated uh, Disney movie with all the animals. He's the the rooster in it and does all the singing he also sings in this movie and the, <laughs> the songs are very depressing it's very funny uh so nestor is this long-eared donkey that is born and nobody wants him because he has long ears because he looks like a jabroni so <laughs> these roman soldiers show up to the the stable that he's born in looking for donkeys and the stable owner olaf who talks really bad uh, tries to sell off uh, Nestor because he wants to get rid of him, basically. But his ears flop out, so the Romans get pissed. And <laughs> uh, so, anyway, the the stable owner ends up kicking Nestor out of the stable. And it's freezing; it's like snowing. Which why are Roman soldiers in this? You know, freezing. I don't know. And why is it snowing in Bethlehem? It's not Bethlehem. Oh. That's later. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, his mom goes after him. She has to cover him up and save him. And she dies. Like, this is hardcore for, like, being a kid's movie, right? So Nestor fumbles around, tripping over his ears. He's he's an angel, like a baby angel. It's really weird. And she says that he needs to go find Mary and Joseph to guide them to Bethlehem. Okay. (laughs) So he ends up guiding them to Bethlehem. Jesus. And then they go back to the stable and party with the owner, who kicked him out. And Santa's there, apparently, with Jesus. Santa and Jesus in the same stable. Okay. So that's the movie. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> It is awesome. Okay. okay. <laughs> Nestor the long haired Christmas donkey. Check it out. So that...
1: <laughs> Don't act like you're not impressed. I, I, I'm i speechless right now. I'm stumbling over my words here. Okay. You have any do you have any underrated movies that are very like Christmas movies in general? Uh underrated Christmas movies. Besides Nestor, the,
2: the weird donkey. <laughs> the weird donkey, yeah. Um I'm trying to think of other Christmas movies that like I I get why everybody loves elf, so I put that on like something we always watch. Uh I feel like "Jingle All the Way" is underrated, even though that's it's my favorite, because uh, it's Pete Arnold. I, uh,
1: I mean, yeah, like, yeah, there's some good ones out there, like "Frosty the Snowman." Yeah. I love Frosty. Yeah. Um, trying to think of oh, like I, I you know, me being the uh, softy that I am, I love you know uh, chick flick movies, and I'm a big fan of like. Like well actually, of and like stuff that revolves around like the holidays. At that point, I know it's not a Christmas movie, but like even just like, friends. That's what you're gonna say. Oh, just friends is that's, good. That's during the Christmas. Is it? That? Is. Yeah. Yep. Or even like, wait, the, does this break your rule from earlier? Uh, probably a little bit. But <laughs> like the movie, like New Year's and stuff like that. Even though it's just it's finishing up the holiday and then going into New Year at that point. So okay, it's fair enough. Kind of a you know good movie. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'm, uh,
2: I honestly can't think of any, any, uh, other ones that, (coughs) excuse me, uh, that I'm missing. Hmm. I just, I
1: don't understand your hate for Christmas Story, but that's okay. Not hate, I just, I think it's overrated. (laughs) I I mean, I've watched it and, and occasionally, like, I don't watch it probably every year, but I'll probably watch it every third or fourth year. The the dad in that movie is so great. Yes, the dad the dad is the best in that. Movie. When when the Bumbus hounds another
2: eat, eat the Christmas uh, turkey. Yep, his face.
1: Bumbus says, "Oh my god, I lose it every time." Now, another one is is his brothers. I, I hate his little brother in that movie too. Oh, my God, it's so great, though, when uh, when he, uh, when he can't get he, up. His arms are stuck out, too, and they <laughs> keep pushing him down. That, I mean, that's... Funny, oh, that's so great. Another he's just He's just like Jamie. He's a little bitch again. Yeah,
2: I would agree with you, even though I love uh, Jingle All The Way. Jamie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but it features Sinbad. I love Sinbad. This is true. This is true. Okay. Any other finishing up Christmas movies? I think that's it. I, uh... Like I said before we started, uh, I just wanted to do a, a fun Christmas one. So
1: um, I think that's it. So what was our fact to that? The uh, fact is going to revolve around a Christmas theme here. So did you know if they actually calculated out uh, considering the costs of the 12 days of Christmas and getting all of the 12 days of Christmas items... It would cost roughly $1.3 million to buy all the items. So are we talking about like seven geese-a-wing and all that crap? Yes. Okay. Now, now, there's no way you can put an exact spe- expense on lords leaping, though. But... What does that even mean? <laughs> well, lords, like former kings and stuff like that back in the old oh, days. leaping. Eights, okay. Leaping, yes. So ultimately, I mean, they have to set a price at that for $100,000 per king. Okay. Or per lord, I should say. But, ultimately, it's just something that, you know, you know, mild, uh, maids of milking and swans of swimming. But, ultimately, they would say it would cost $1.3 million to buy all those uh, Christmas gifts for, you know, during the Christmas. So, there's a, there's a there's a Christmas fact for you. You want to buy all 12 days of Christmas. How much it. does the partridge cost? I don't know. And the they, they, didn't break, they didn't break it down from the information I'd see. I want to see the breakdown. Yeah. We'll, we can come up with that later. <laughs>
2: I like it. That's uh, 1.3 million, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Is it worth it? No. No? It's not worth it? Okay. I'd rather have a house for 1.3 million dollars than... Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. But hey, what a boss move on uh, Christmas if you paid for all that stuff, though. That, that would be the uh, the complete Christmas <clears throat> gift, wouldn't it? I think so. Yeah. I think so. so. All right. Anything else from you today, Mike? I'm good. I'm good. So, like I said, when we first uh, started, is um, hopefully we'll have a lot more stuff coming up after the new year. I'm not sure if we'll record before the end of the year, um, as I am going to San Antonio. Go clones. Uh, but uh, Beat Mike Leach. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. San Antonio's a great town. And I'll see all my brethren down there, so it'll be good. So, um, as always, I'm Rob. This is Mike. Happy holidays! Happy holidays! Safe travels. And travels! Uh, hope you enjoyed it today. Hit us up on Twitter um, if you have any ideas or if you want to comment on any of our Christmas stuff and give us a hard time. Uh, please, please do. We we take it well. We do take it well. So we will see you on the
0: on the next episode of Welcome to the Dog Pound. After the party is yeah. the Waffle House uh-huh. If you ever been here, you know what I'm talking yeah. about Where uh-huh. people don't dance, all they do is yeah. this uh-huh. And after the this original, you know what remix. it is Welcome to remix, it had to go down I got something else to tell you about the new Motown Where people don't visit, they move out here And ain't yeah. no telling who you might see up in Lenox Square I don't know about you, but I miss the freak Nick Cause that's when my city used to be real sick People from other cities used to drive for miles Just to come and get a taste of this ATL power. MVP, most ballin' this player. Make my own moves, call me the mayor. Monday night, you know things change with time. Magic City back looking like 8 and 9. All my homies on the south side up in the Ritz. Tuesday night, the velvet room, same shit. Wednesday, strokers, I don't go no more. Cause they don't know how to treat you when you come through the door Thursday night, was pushed, but we moved the fuel. And I be up in the booth, drunk, actin' the fool. Friday night, and Kaya, they still got love. And the shark bar be poppin' like it's a nightclub. Saturday still off the if for it. You can find me up in one tweezy Sunday, getting me some sleep please. I'm on my way to the deck to hit jazz and tease Holla And you from New York, man I'm Representing York, NYC York, to the fleet